Big show today. Scotty McCree will be on. Lainey Wilson will be performing. Uh, everybody else is here. I, I wanna, yeah. yeah. Hi. <laughs> I want to forget about you guys. Morning, <laughs> studio. You. Morning. Uh, and we're going to do an interview in just a second. Uh, Justin Long is literally on hold right now. We're about to talk to him. Justin Long, by the way, you would know him from Dodgeball. He is the dark-haired kid. He's like the kid in Dodgeball. Like the friendly kid. He's like the main guy. Other than, yeah. Right? He has a crush on the hot chick. You would know him from uh, the Matt commercials. Yes, oh, yeah. For sure. He was the kid that was like all cool and about the Mac. I mean, he's been in Jeepers Creepers, Accepted, Waiting. I do want to ask him about Alvin and the Chipmunks, the movie, because he did the voice for Alvin. I, didn't, I, I knew that. Um, he's so, just not that into you. Yeah, that's That's right. what I know him from. Massive star. He's, a, he's actually being talked to right now. We're about to put him on the air. But he has a new movie called Lady of the Manor that is out today. It's in some theaters and it's also on demand. Um, it's a comedy. He directs it. He wrote it. He produced it. All this stuff. And so I hope you guys check it out. It's called Lady of the Manor and Justin Long. Is he ready? Yep. All right. Let's talk to Justin Long now. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Justin Long. Hey, so this movie you wrote, directed, you did it with your brother. Like this feels like the most personal thing that you've ever done as far as making movies. Is that right? Oh, for sure. Easily. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the first time I, like you said, uh, I had that kind of investment in a, in a project. Um, I mean, I've never done anything like this, so it was, it was all new and a little terrifying, but, but really exciting. I mean, when we're really proud of it. it, it makes doing this kind of stuff, um, a lot different too, you know, when you're that invested in something. Can you tell me how long it takes to actually write a movie from when you go, here's the idea to when you actually turn the script in? Cause it seems like that's, you know, a year, two years? Like, how long did, you know, Lady of the Manor take to write? That's so funny, Bobby. We were just looking at um, the, the way my brother and I work together. is it's, it's just kind of us hanging out together. I hesitate to call it work because it starts with us just kind of like having some fun and sometimes smoking things and, um, and then coming up with ideas. And then the next morning, we usually look at those ideas and 98% of them are, are ridiculous <laughs> not in a good way um and and then there are a couple that stick and we were just looking at our notes and it was the one that we recorded the idea for that became lady of the manor was um three years ago it was july of 2018 the date of that because we i take little like voice notes you know I, I just recorded on my phone so we had that idea kind of been percolated and it yeah it's been so in that case it's been three years and that that one felt like it happened quickly. <laughs> when you're writing it, and again, this is a, a, a dumb guy question. When you're writing a script, no. do you say the lines out loud to yourself? If you're, just, are you like, well, Mister, like how? Yeah, that's how does not that a dumb question at all? Okay, tell me how that works. Yeah, that's a really good question. I, um, people work differently. I've seen friends; they'll act out, they'll 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 act out everything um, with each other and improvise with each other. We like to do that for the when we're coming up with the outline that that to us is the hardest part it's just coming up with the structure of the story putting these characters in um in a situation that makes sense and, and uh coming up with a plot in this case we didn't want the plot to our favorite comedies are like um the odd uh, couple of comedies like what about bob and Plain strains and automobiles and and for the most part 
Tootsie, those are those are pretty like simple stories. You know, it's uh, Bill Murray wanting to belong to Richard Dreyfuss's family. Richard Dreyfuss doesn't want him around. It's like it's it's pretty simple, and so we we like that. We like when when the comedy is really clear. I think it's a really good place to start from. Um, so so uh, the way we did it, just just practically, was we came up with the outline, and then I was shooting a net uh, series in in London. So I was I was out of town, and um, we would send each other. We kind of out, did a specific outline and broke up the scene. So he would write, Christian would write one scene, I'd write the following scene, and then when we were done, at the end of the day, we'd kind of swap. We'd send each other what we'd written, and we'd revise. Sometimes, like. Barely at all. We'd revised what the other one wrote, and um, and it, it, it got to the point where Bobby, I, I I saw the movie the other day, and I, I forget. I don't remember which scenes I wrote, um, <laughs> and vice versa. Like it, I, we also have a very similar sense of humor, so it's it's never like people are always like, "How do you do that with your brother?" and like not have this, you know, fight and stuff. But but we're comedically, we're really like almost exactly on the same page every once in a while it'll be like oh, i think this is a little funnier than you do or you know but but for the most part i, I really trust him and i think vice versa i hope justin long is on with us now hey give us because again we have short attention spans but how in a couple lines give me this like the plot the synopsis of lady of the manor yeah oh uh, i know bobby i'm sorry i'm so long-winded no no those stories were great i'm just talking about the like if someone's like why do i want to watch this movie like you convince them in two lines yeah it's like what do i care what your process was what's the movie about i want to see it or not um yes okay so it's about uh, a slacker stoner woman who gets a job that she's wildly unqualified for as a tour guide at one of those southern uh man like uh manners uh, that has historical significance. There was a woman who lived there in the 1870s who's kind of like a local uh, significant figure. And the ghost of that woman, Judy Greer, uh, takes offense at how the, the, the other woman is living her life and portraying her and that she's, you know, smoking pot and hooking up with guys. And she just thinks she's not ladylike enough to, to act like accurately portray her. So it, she starts haunting her, but not in like a scary way, more in like an annoying way. Um, so it becomes uh, a real clear odd couple uh, where they have to kind of work together and, and, and they, they devise uh, a deal where the ghost lady says, I'll leave you alone. I'll let you do your thing, but you have to start acting more like a lady. And so it's a little bit like there are elements of my fair lady, um, Again, like we love What About Bob, there are elements of that, just somebody being annoying to somebody else. Um, we just love those odd couple movies, and so this was our, our attempt at one. It is out today. It's called Lady of the Manor. You can watch it in, in theaters in certain places and on demand. Now, what's yep. your, what is your deal? Would you rather people go watch it in the theater, or are you cool with them also watching it at home? Well, it's the kind of movie where, like, I, ideally you watch with people that you like. You watch it, you know, we want it to just make you laugh and... Um, have like a fun diversion for an hour and a half. It's not, um, it's not a, it's not a very heavy movie. It's just like a fun, uh, good time. There's some fart jokes. There's some kind of slightly raunchier stuff, but, um, we, we, I think however you feel comfortable watching it, we're going to try to see it in a theater. I haven't been to a theater in so long. Um, and there's one near where we grew up that's going to show the movie. So we're excited to see it with, well, on a big screen, but it's not necessarily, you know, it, it was shot 
for a lower budget, but we tried to make it look bigger. So it's not necessarily the, movie, the kind of movie. It's not like a big, you know, superhero movie that you have to see on a big screen. Um, we would just be happy if people saw, saw it at all. I would say in the comfort of your home uh, makes just as much sense. But see with friends, you know, see with people that you want to laugh with. Justin Long on with us. What, what do you get recognized most for? What role? Um, it depends, Bobby. You know, it's like, it kind of depends on what's been on Netflix, what, if there's a movie that's been out recently, um, uh, who, who, what the demographic of the person is. Uh, so, and sometimes I just don't know. You know, sometimes it surprises me. Like, it'll be, you know, like, I, I, I did this movie because he's just not that into you. And for a while, it was a very specific type of person. I, not to be offensive, it was just usually, like, uh, women of a certain age who, you know, wanted advice because my character gives like dating advice in that movie and um <laughs> so it was always a very like specific encounter and this and 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 this one time i was i remember passing a a, a bar in new york and there was a huge guy like I, I just tattoos everywhere it looked like like an offensive line lineman you know like just massive bouncer and he said um hey yo yo i know you and I said, hey, he goes, yeah, you're in that movie. Uh, and he's trying to think of it. And and I almost guessed, uh, like, you know, a horror movie I had done or something that I thought might be more in his wheelhouse, just based on my experience with people saying things to me. And he said, uh, he goes, oh, no, it's called, uh, you, you're from, he, he ain't feeling you no more. <laughs> and I took me a second to realize he was saying, he's just not that into you. He meant. And I said, oh, you mean he's just not that into you? And he goes, uh, yeah, he ain't feeling you no more. And he like, he like corrected me. Like, well, that's the actual title. Um, so I never know. It's always, but I'll tell you what, it's like 99% of the time, it's like a very nice encounter. And I really like, you know, hearing from people out in the world. Um, so, but, but in this case, if you see Lady of the Manor and you didn't like it, just don't say anything. Just don't, don't mention it. Just, just let me go about my day. <laughs> I, I think for me it'd probably be dodgeball. Which, uh, yeah, I get dodgeball. I mean, because I mean, listen, I'm a dude. I was born in the '80s, so for me, sure. dodgeball would probably be that one. Or the Mac commercials, maybe. Do people still come up to you after all these years and go, "That's you"? I would get people coming up to me and, um, and not even like it's just very casually asking uh, asking for advice, uh, computer advice, like <laughs> you know, like can I? It always took me a couple of seconds to realize, oh, they think I know about computers because of the commercial. But the truth is, I am so computer illiterate. I, I know, and, and I would try to explain that, and sometimes they, they would think I just didn't want to be bothered. You know, like I was just using that as an excuse to not have to engage <laughs> with them. But I get all, yeah, I, I get, um, so, sometimes, it, which is interesting, the, the funny thing is when people are very casual with me, and they'll be like, Oh, hey, Justin, you know, like this casually, like, oh, hey, what's up, Justin? And I, my assumption, I always think I know them. Like, um, you know, I, I, I've met them and I know them in my life. And so I'll, I'll say, I'll say, oh, I'm okay. And I'll try to get a sense of how I know them. And, and they'll be like, so what's going on? How are you? And I'm like, I'm good. How are you? And then I'll, I'll, I'll have to say, I'm so sorry. How do I know you? <laughs> and they'll go, oh, no, I, 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 you don't know me. I just recognized you, and you know, 
<laughs> so, it's, but it's it's this very casual approach. I I don't know why. I guess because I'm a non you have a friendly person. face. <laughs> yeah, very. yeah, yeah. Let me say this: Justin Long is making his directorial debut with Lady of the Manor. He wrote, directed, and produced the film along with his brother Christian. It is out today in select theaters, or you can get it on demand. Uh, Lady of the Manor. Um, my final question is. When you voiced Alvin in Alvin and the Chipmunks, uh-huh. <laughs> how do you record your voice? Do you record it normal or do you record it with some sort of effect because you know they're going to speed it up? Yes, Bobby. Again, that is a really good question. I, um, they record it with this thing that uh, you could probably do it on your phone. It just basically uh, speeds it up um, because they, they need the pitch to be higher. They need it to sound like, you know, a high-pitched chipmunk voice, but um, it's got to be – it's got to be – it can't be any faster than the way people talk. So the way the um, the Bagdasarians are, are the couple that did it, that did the original. His father did the original, and then Ross did the, the movies. And it, it, the way he described it is, um, you know, you basically just have to talk very slowly, and everything is exaggerated. So when they speed it up, it's like, you just have to talk really slowly, and everything's exaggerated, <laughs> and it's and it's a normal speed. It's 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 an interesting uh, job to do, though, because in a way you have to kind of like be over the top. You have to be you have to go against all the instincts that you learn as an actor to be you know subtle and natural. And um, this is kind of the opposite. You need to just be big and exaggerated. Um, it's a fun job. It's a really it's it's fun to get to try to get the timing. Any sort of timing, right? Um, like comedy, comedic timing. It's a fun job. Well, Justin, appreciate you. Good luck with this movie. I hope it makes so much money, and I, I hope it, it's fulfilling for you to do all of this this work. From you know, it has been such a blast making it, and I hope people just enjoy watching it. It's it's uh, you know fun ghost comedy diversion, and uh, oh, and great performances from Melanie Linsky with it and Judy Greer, the two of my favorite actresses. I, we were so lucky to get them and Ryan Phillippe and Louis Guzman. We, we just got so lucky with this cast. So I, I hope people, um, I hope people enjoy it. And Bobby, I really appreciate you letting me talk about it. Love it. Love that you're on big fan of your work. There he is. Clap him out. Uh, guys. Justin. All right, Justin. I hope you have a great weekend. Uh, thanks for talking with us, man. Of course. That was, uh, that was really fun. I really appreciate it. You guys be sure to check out lady of the manor. That's Justin Long. It's out today on demand and on Blu-ray and DVD September 21st. I don't like the pumpkin in my Starbucks. Ooh, I love it. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with me? Yeah. I thought you were going to say what's wrong with the... the I get no, this, this uh, tea, this chai tea latte, and I've been having pumpkin added because Caitlin's like, it's so good. I think pumpkin is just something people tell themselves they like. That's not true. I love pumpkin I like pumpkin bread. pie. I like pumpkin I pie. I like pumpkin pie. I like pumpkin in my coffee. I like pumpkin scented candles. I, I like think you just lotion. like fall. I like pumpkin. Pumpkin. Why don't you have pumpkin in February then? Because love pumpkins it so much. aren't harvested then. They're not known. They're not a fall. I'm telling you, whatever this foliage. taste is in my coffee wasn't harvested. Yeah, that's not a real it pumpkin. It was created by some chemicals. Correct. Okay, well, yes. you could have it at any time. There's just certain things that we associate with certain seasons. Exactly. Thank and- you. Thank you. I okay, rest my case. You walked right no, into that I, one. No, Thank I'm you. not walking yes, into it. And no, you're smiling now because you, you know I got you. No, it, listen. You like the thought of the season and the feeling no, of I, it. Yes, because I like the weather. I like the feels. Right. I like how yes. it reminds me of things. If I had it year-round, I wouldn't appreciate it. Exactly. <laughs> you're proving my point. No, I'm not. 
it. I love no. it when you guys get along. No. That was it. <laughs> anyway, my point is, it, it's fun on when you when you order it, but I don't like the pumpkin in my Starbucks. It doesn't taste very good. That's so weird. Yeah, not for me. I do like the drink, but I don't like the, the pumpkin. Hmm. All right, time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. Recently, I started a new job working as a salesman for a great company. The benefits are great. The money is good. Couldn't be happier. But there's one big issue. My boss seems to think I'm dirt poor. He seems to think that just because I drive an old car and I'm a student at the local university, I'm barely getting by. He often gives me his old worn out jeans and shirts. (laughs) This is great. (laughs) Nice. And recently, I think he has started buying new clothes and shoes just to give them to me because he thinks he's helping out the guy. Now, I'm not rich by any means, but I have enough money for my wife and I. We got a little extra, too. I have all that I need. I don't want my boss to spend his hard-earned money on me. Is there any way I can let him know I'm grateful for his clothes and charity, but at the same time, let him know I don't really need them? Any advice is appreciated. From Q. Well, is this hard. from Eddie to me? Yeah. <laughs> is this like a secret note? <laughs> I was thinking yeah. Eddie or Ray. Well, I think at some point, most guys on this show have been able to go into my closet and have clothes. I and, love yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. And it's not about you being poor. No. Yeah. It's about you're not you're trying to get rid of your clothes. Yeah, I would gladly them. take it. Yes. Um, but this is interesting. First of all, let me shout out to your boss. How many guys are going to go, I see somebody struggling, let me just try to take care of them. That This is what he's doing. This boss doesn't have to give him his clothes. Mm-hmm. It may come off weird in the end because you, obviously you feel a little insulted by it, Mr. Q. But your boss, who does not have to take a personal interest in you, has thought, let me help this guy. One time I was walking down the street and saw a homeless guy. I gave him five bucks. And he goes, I'm not homeless. Oh, no. And I was like, oops. He was just walking. And yes, he was just a guy. <laughs> that <laughs> was his a, vibe. He's just a guy who, yeah. yeah. So I've been guilty of situationally being like this boss. I don't think you do anything. I think you, if you don't like the clothes, you donate them. You could say a couple things. You could wear nicer stuff. You could give them the impression, hey, we're going on this trip. But I don't think you have to go and have a knock on. Hey, uh, guy, I ain't broke. I don't think you have to have that talk. You could say, hey, Man, thank you. I'm, I'm re- I really appreciate this. And because of your help and with this job, I've been doing pretty good lately. It's, it, life's really been, you know, turning positive for me. But I don't think it's something you have to go and have a conversation about. You? Yeah, I mean, I think that I would probably just, if I could pass those along to somebody else that might need mm-hmm. them, I keep just receiving them. And then never know, you might get something you really want. Yeah, that's my point. And then you get to keep that. And then you can donate the rest. And yeah, just... That's probably how I would handle it. Am I the only one moved by this boss? Yeah, no, I think it's you guys think it's, think it's weird? Oh, it's no. a little weird. I do not think it's weird. I think it's thoughtful. Well, what about you coming to my house and taking my clothes? It's, it's cool. I love it. But I'm saying. Not weird at all. But, but Bobby, I, that's different. Eddie's your friend. Yes. And this is like a boss just not knowing him. Like, you know all Eddie's situation and Eddie knows yours. And that it seems like the boss is like, oh, man, this poor guy. <laughs> like, I got to give him stuff. Bones, this may sound bad. Go ahead. And I don't want it to sound bad, but. It could be a good opportunity to start like milking the situation, start asking for a raise. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're right. You know, I don't have money. And like, thanks for the clothes. I wore your shirt. You gave me four (laughs) days in a row. Wait, no, that's not what you do It could be a win-win. But no, I think the boss is like, if he could give him a raise, he would. But instead, he gives him his clothes. Thank you for the shirt, kind sir. I don't have any money for detergent to wash it, but I want... (laughs) 
Really milk it good. Use a raise. Hey, I would say, first of all, you should appreciate the fact that your boss is looking out. That's yes. great. It is awkward if you don't need it. Not everybody has a boss like that. Mm-hmm. Don't say it like you don't. Amy's like, hey, it's like she's whispering. <laughs> Amy's whispering to the emailer so I don't hear it. Hey, you're lucky you got a boss like that. Relax. That's not what hey, I meant. Uh, Mr. Q, thank you for the email. I would say that try not to be as insulted. You could probably slowly, culturally get yourself out of this by going, by just slowly saying things and talking about your life, like changing the culture of the, of the vibe there at work. Mm-hmm. But be happier that it's happening than if it wasn't and you were struggling. Yeah. All right, there you go. That's the email. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Morgan, if someone wants to email us, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. Fun Fact Friday. These are the five most fun facts that Amy could find this week. Let's go. Number five. Wealthy Russian citizens will hire fake ambulances for about $200 an hour to cut through traffic. (laughs) And the ambulance even come, they come with like luxurious inteririors because they know they're being rented out for stuff like this. Dang, that's cool. <laughs> Is it? I mean, you I imagine feel how like quick. I'd be in Russia, I'd be like, okay, I got me vodka, I'm sitting in traffic. And then I'd see an ambulance, I'd be like, that ain't really ending up coming over. <laughs> and inside, somebody's dying. Because you, oh, right, right, right. I yeah. see that. That's problematic. <laughs> in Russia, we don't drive car, car drive us. Hey. Hey. Okay, go. Number four. I got a lot of money things here. This one's for Lunchbox. A woman named Glenda Blackwell once bought a scratch-off lottery ticket simply to show her husband that they are nothing but a waste of money. That ticket won a million dollars. Got him. <laughs> got yeah, him. it looks like she's the dummy. <laughs> mm. Huh? Because she was showing her husband. Yeah, we, we gotta... yeah you know it is. Yeah. It's just ironic, yeah. So she's just not keeping the money, huh? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, waste of money. <laughs> All right, next up. Three. So Michael Jordan was once gambling in Vegas next to Wayne Gretzky, and Michael Jordan was given a drink by a waitress, so he gave her a $5 chip. Wayne stopped the waitress, took the $5 chip away from her, and gave her one of the many $100 chips on Jordan's side of the table and looked at Jordan and said, this is how we tip in Las Vegas, Michael. Dang. <laughs> nice. Whoa. Baller. I would assume Michael was really young then. Yeah, and, he, didn't, and, he didn't know better. And, Wayne and were Gretzky, they friendly? Like, yeah, oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. Okay, for sure. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky's the greatest hockey player of all time. So it's like one can do that to the other. Okay. Yeah. What else? Number two. So Larry King once got in a car accident with JFK. When JFK was a senator, King crashed into his car accidentally, and JFK told him it was fine and he wouldn't report it as long as King voted for him when he ran for president. That's almost what happened to you when they got hit you. No, he offered me $200 cash to make it all go away. <laughs> oh. My car is actually in the shop as we speak getting fixed right now for way more than that. So I'm glad. Did that he have insurance? He did not. My insurance had to pay for it in that whole like. Should have taken the money then. No. Yeah. No way. I mean, yes, because I was going to yes. file it anyway. Yeah, so man, he did, you got nothing from him now except. You're well, just... but I got a police report and that makes me feel a lot better because I was able to show that to my insurance company. You take the 200 bucks. And then he drives off, and you're like, somebody hit me. And then you got 200 oh. bucks. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't. And still got a police report. No, 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 no. All right, here we go. Number one. Okay, so this fun fact is from 2016. There's a man in Florida named Daniel Rushing, and he was awarded $37,000 after cops mistook glazed donuts crumbs in his car for meth. <laughs> oh. 
Mm-hmm. They tested the white crystals and they tested positive for meth. What? Rushing told them they were donut crumbs, but the cops didn't listen. Oh. Turns out they were donut crumbs and he was awarded the 37000 He should get more than that. What happened to him? They put him in handcuffs, they, they take him in the car. Like, I mean, I assume that's all that, right? Yeah, I mean. He got cuffed and stuffed, had to go to trial, had to probably lost his job. Yeah, because yeah, he's now a meth. Yeah. 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 Really, yeah, thirty-seven thousand. That ain't good enough. <laughs> I'm gonna eat thirty-seven thousand and some donuts. <laughs> but how crazy is that to just have some donut crumbs and they think it's drugs? Like the time you had uh, grass clippings in your car from when you mowed lawns and your mom thought it was weed. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get any money for that? No, <laughs> I didn't. She was like, "I know that's weed in your car." I'm like, "No, I do maintenance on a golf course. That's literal grass." She's like, "I know what that is." I'm like, "Okay, smoke it." Go for it. See what happens. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. I can totally see you saying that. It's Bermuda that. grass. Oh, here, you want to hear more about the story? Yeah. So he was leaving a gas station, and he had a concealed weapon, and he had a permit. And when they pulled him over, they said, oh, do you have anything in the car? He said, I do have a pistol. And they found the meth, so he got charged with having meth with a loaded firearm. Because, but it wasn't meth. Right. right. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. The charges escalated because he had a gun Dang. with the drugs, even though he had a permit for the drugs. For the gun. Wow. He had a permit for the drugs? <laughs> <laughs> Not say the drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I was going by the story. He had a permit for the gun and the donuts. <laughs> yeah, all legal. <laughs> Every drug dealer is like, I want a permit wait, wait. for my drugs. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> Chuck, how can I get a permit for this? <laughs> all right. Fun fact Friday. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. New albums out today. Carly Pierce released her album 29. And Jameson Rogers shared his album called Bet You're From a Small Town. Old Dominion released a new song from their upcoming album. The song is called Hawaii. Zach Brown Band released a new song called Fun Having Fun. And Brett Eldridge released a new song called Mr. Christmas. Call me Mr. Christmas. I'll make your spirit bright. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. This cute little dog named Siggy was born with their paws upside down. So it's like the two front paws. So the paws were facing up to the sky. So the dog couldn't walk. So let me think. So your the dog's paws go down with those things on the ground. Yeah, the, the little paw print. But they were they were to flip it. Yes. Wow. And so the dog was like this, you know? Up upside down. Like, it's like walking on your knuckles. Yes. Okay. Or your wrists in a way. It's very uh was very challenging, difficult for the dog, but they were able to do a corrective surgery and after getting out of a cast and both little front paws, we are good to go. And Siggy is now walking and playing and doing all the things that a puppy should do. I don't like her name. Why? It's not like a cigarette. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gross. Siggy? Yeah, that's what they call Siggy. They used to, like either in another country or back in the day, they I called think them back Siggies. in the day, they, I remember that. Oh. Like, it was all lost. Can I bum a Siggy? Yeah. <laughs> S-I-G-G-I. Siggy. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I love the story. It's, it's wild they can do surgery and flip 
the dog's paws around. But we got to change the name of that dog. <laughs> no, I like it. Siggy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, that's it. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's play easy trivia. It's the easiest trivia game in the whole wide world. But who can last the longest answering easy trivia questions? Let's play the game. Up first, Amy. No one goes home the first round. Easy trivia. Who is the current U.S. president? Joe Biden. That's correct. Joe Biden. Oh, good job. Amy, good job. You're still in the game. Amy, what is your favorite color? Black. Black. Wow. Wow. I didn't know that. What? Interesting. That's dark. What Did that is? change? Black's your favorite color, like in general? I never hear people say black or white as uh-uh. their favorite colors. Never. Because they're. I love clothes that are black. My room has got black and white. Wow. I never hear black or white as my favorite colors. Okay, well, there she is. Amy, everybody. Wow. All right, Lunchbox. In what city is the Golden Gate Bridge located? San Francisco. There he is. Lunchbox, everybody. Lunchbox, what is your favorite color? My favorite color is green. It was as a young kid, I wanted to be in the Army because of camouflage. I painted my room green, and then as I grew older, I was like, money is green. I love green. All right, there he is. Lunchbox, everybody. Over to Eddie. Eddie, where is the White House located? In Washington, D.C. That is correct. Eddie, same question over to you. What's your favorite color? Oh, mine would be blue. I love the ocean, so give me ocean blue. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. And finally, Morgan, Independence Day is another name for what American holiday? July 4th. That is correct. There she is. Morgan, everybody. Morgan, what is your favorite color? It's teal. It has been pretty much my whole life. Teal. That's That's kind of a green. Blue, green. Yeah, it's like that Tiffany teal. And I'm your host, Bobby. My favorite color is red. Thank you. Okay, so now everybody, we've been to the first round. If you miss it, you're eliminated. Okay. You're playing for the tiara that Eddie has right now. Yes, it's on my head now. Which, by the way, the score is Eddie has two wins, and nobody else has a single win. What? Dang. This is so crazy. As you played That's annoying. All right, Amy. What? Easy trivia. <laughs> don't, hey, don't snap <laughs> wow. at me. Wow. Hey, kick her out for that. Sorry, sorry. Hey, yellow card. Ah! Nice. You just got a yellow card. Yeah, one more. I was just reminded Eddie had two wins. But what does that so. have to do with Bobby, though? Yeah, exactly. It's not. I just was expressing frustration. <laughs> Venus and Serena Williams are famous for playing what sport? Tennis. Correct. Which Disney Pixar movie, Lunchbox, features Sheriff Woody and Buzz Lightyear? Toy Story. Correct. Ooh. Eddie. Where is the Eiffel Tower located? Oh, in Paris. Correct. Morgan, what do you call a group of wolves? Pack. A pack. Is that is it more specific than that? A group mm. of wolves. Wolves, yeah. Remember, the second round's pretty easy, too. Yeah, a pack. Pack is correct. Okay. Good job, everybody. Let's go to the next round where they get a little bit harder. <laughs> Amy, what's the world's tallest bird? <gasps> it's a bird question, Amy. I know. It's an ostrich. Ostrich is correct. Lunchbox, what continent is Spain located in? Uh, Europe. Is that a continent? I'll go with Europe. Correct. What's the coldest continent on Earth, Eddie? Continent. That would be Antarctica. Correct. Morgan, Havana is the capital of what country? Cuba. Correct. Good job, everybody. A little harder. Easy trivia. Next round. Amy, what's the largest planet in the solar system? Ah! Wow. (laughs) I really need to just study the solar system for this game alone. Welcome to Earth. (laughs) My very energetic mother just served us nine pizzas. The largest planet is... 
the largest planet is. I don't know. Mars. Incorrect. I don't know. This is stupid. Wow, the answer is Jupiter, and here's the sound you hate to hear. You've been boned. You've been boned. What's your, how does your song go? Where Our it, very energetic no, mother just served us nine pizzas. But how do you, do you sing about how Jupiter is the largest planet? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I know, but what's the line? I don't know. We so haven't sang that song. I think it's Jupiter is the, the largest, largest planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, Lunchbox, how many planets are in the solar system? Uh, Seriously. Okay, well, we just sang the song for you, so. But that doesn't help me. My very <laughs> energetic mother just served us nine pizzas. So one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh my seven, gosh. Eight, nine. Mercury, Venus. Okay. Oh this my gosh, she counted nine. Them. We'll accept nine because a dwarf planet is what Pluto is. Not exactly a real planet, but we'll take nine. We'd also take an eight. Eddie. Come on. Whew. What's the first song heard in the Lion King movie? <laughs> it's a tough one. The first I don't know how you song. Got it. Yeah, it's a, t- it's a hard one for this round. What's okay. the first song heard in the Lion King movie? Okay, okay. Um, it's gonna, you're, you're looking at all the animals in Africa running and living their life. So I'm going to have to go with Circle of Life. It's you, the circle. That's the one that's in my head, so yeah. I've never seen the Lion King. Never? Hmm. But that's correct. Yes! Morgan, who was President George W. Bush's vice president? Dick Cheney sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is. Who? I mean, to be fair, she's like a baby. Who? Dick Cheney. <laughs> who? Dick Cheney. Isn't that a, maybe it was in Kansas that was like a governor or something. I don't know. I got nothing. What's your answer? Dick Cheney. <laughs> What's your tall that's, that's correct. It's Dick Cheney. Oh, what? Yeah. I did. Oh. Hey, potato, potato, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, Italian, what do you call it? Yeah, Italian. I, 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 <laughs> Cheney. Dick Cheney. <laughs> uh, okay, Lunchbox, how many primary colors are there? <laughs> Three people left. How many Excuse primary me? colors are there? Come on, Lunch. I don't even know what a He's writing stuff down. Uh, Mercury. <laughs> My very energetic. I don't even understand what that means. You got it. Black, white. <laughs> uh, no, is red a primary color or is that something you combine to get something? Blue primary? You got a red? clock going. Yeah. Look, look at mine. Oh, I do? Yeah. Oh, okay. one, two, three, four. I'll go with five. Please I have no idea. Right. The answer is... Three. Oh. You've been boom. Did you yell three, Morgan? Yeah. Did you do that? What are the colors? I think it's red, yellow, green. Red, blue, yellow. Oh, I was close. Because green is yellow, yellow and blue. blue. Yes. What is black then? Not a primary color. Amy's favorite color, <laughs> which we learned earlier. Uh, lunchbox has been eliminated. Eddie, how many chambers are there in the human heart? Whoa. I don't know. Uh, aorta, C aorta, and B aorta. Give me. <laughs> I can only think of, I don't know, chambers, three chambers, four chambers. Oh, let me picture the heart. Hold on, give me a second. That's a heart. One, two, three. There's got to be a fourth somewhere over here. Do you know it? I think I know. I don't know why I'm thinking three. What is your answer? Give me three chambers in the heart. Incorrect. Oh, four. no, it was four. Morgan, you can win. Oh. 
If you get it right, Let's you go, win. Morgan. Okay. It, can do if this. you miss it, it goes to sudden death between you three. One question. Give her another vice president one. Get out of here. <laughs> well, she I got, got it right, right though. I just exactly. pronounced it right. I, know, I just want to hear the name. Morgan. Okay. What do you call an animal that can live on both land and water? Yes. Why would you go yes? She's yes. not going to get I, it. I don't know that. There's no way she knows it. She knows she it. She knew primary colors and you didn't. I don't well, care. She knew I never two heard out of the three. But what do you, you call an this. animal that lives on both land and water? You got this, Morgan. Like a specific name or a generic name? What do you call an animal? That can live on both <laughs> land and water. That's a fair question. <laughs> That's not a fair question. <laughs> That's not true because what? An alligator is underwater and on. He's not saying an actual no, animal. Amy, Amy. What do you call an animal? Yeah, you get another yellow card. That's a red card. You're now out of this game. All right, turn her <laughs> mic off, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Amy? <laughs> exactly. You can't exactly. yell either. Can't, yeah. <laughs> Next, you get kicked out of the studio. Handcuffed. All right, what do you call an Whoa, animal Eddie, Eddie. that can live on both land and water? I don't know. I'm scared. Um, a reptile. It's an amphibian. Oh. Wow, yes! I don't know what that is, but yes! But aren't those the same thing? Hey, listen. I'm sorry. You've been eliminated. Do we feel good, Mike, about that answer? Okay, that's an answer. I'm sorry, it's an amphibian. Dang. So we have one question buzzing with your name. Let's wow! Go. The winner of this wins easy trivia for today. Uh, Amy, you've already been eliminated and you have no microphone. Sorry. Cool. All right. Okay, here we go. Ready, guys. Come on, ready. Buzzing with your name. Who was the scientist to propose? Lunchbox. Lunchbox. Sir Isaac Newton. Let's go. Let's go. He proposed what? He proposed- I don't care, but he's the only scientist I know. So let's go, Sir Isaac Newton, baby. And I have not been boned. I've been crowned. Let's go. Something about relativity? Is there a relativity thing? No. Oh, I don't know what that is, but it- who was the scientist to propose? Gravity. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The three laws of motion. That's my boy, Newton. That's my the boy, The answer Newton. is Isaac Newton. Yeah! Yeah! Amy's microphone's not on. She's yelling. And they stay there! And they stay there! Or they move because there's three things of motion! Oh yeah, I just remembered I have a button right here. Oh no. She had her own mic button the whole time. I just realized I turned it back on myself and congratulations, Lunchbox. Yes! Lunchbox? Turn it back off. Everybody's <laughs> You guys were stunned. Uh, yeah, we were. I'm so glad. <laughs> Good job, Lunch. Okay, well, Lunchbox is the big winner today. Guys, that's, we have to block Eddie. That's easy what? trivia. <laughs> Do not feed your dog desserts. Why? For example, even if you give your dog ice cream, that mostly results in crazy digestive issues like diarrhea, vomiting, choking. Oh. Like, generally, stay away from desserts. Human desserts. Don't give them to dogs. We have these dog cookies, though. That I, I would swear on my life they look like human cookies. Yeah. They're in a box, look like human cookies. I might have opened them being like, are these human cookies? And then lost and wasn't excited anymore when I realized they weren't. Why would they do that? Because, because like the dog doesn't know either way what a cookie looks like. It's <laughs> all of experience. this is to make the human feel like <laughs> yes. they're giving their dog a special treat too, yes. just like they get a special but treat. But it's not making you feel good because you think it's a real I cookie. thought it was a cookie. Right? I was like, Caitlin brought cookies home. I think you could eat it. But it doesn't. <laughs> Don't do it, Bob. I can eat dirt. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Just because I can doesn't mean I want to. Mm-hmm. So 
the whole point of the story is don't feed your dogs desserts, especially Man, human desserts. I thought they could have ice cream. Mm, it says they specifically bring up ice cream. Yeah, because like you go to Dairy Queen and they give you a little cup for your pup. They do, but I don't think that's normal human ice cream. I think if that's just um, like Frozen. a foam. A Sonic. That's it, at Starbucks. They'll give you the. the yeah, at Sonic they do that too. For your cup. Oh. Yeah. But I don't think they give. They don't. You don't go to Dairy Queen and they turn it upside down and be like, <laughs> "Well, this one's for your dog." No. Oh. Okay. okay so heads okay. up. There you go. The Here's Amy's pile of stories. So Taco Bell is testing out a taco subscription service for anywhere from five to ten dollars a month. You can get one free taco every day. Now this means you have to order through the app, but. You, if you're a member, you get your free taco every day. Not enough food. Oh, I need two tacos. One taco doesn't do it. Well, that's what they're they're banking on it at least just get people to the store and then they'll buy more. No, I know what they're banking on, but (laughs) if I'm going to subscribe and pay 10 bucks a month, I need two. I love crunchy tacos. Now when I go to Mexican restaurants, that's what I get. I'll take, well, I get three crunchy tacos, but I'll just do straight crunchy tacos and I'm good. Give me chips and queso, two beef crunchy tacos, and then one chicken, I'm all good to go. But mm. one's not enough. Last night I had one Chick-fil-A sandwich for dinner. They forgot my, my other sandwich in my order. I ordered. Oh, no. They yeah. always forget two my sandwiches? food. I need always. two. They always. Amy, I'm three times this week. Ordered, we ordered for, they, all three times I forgot something. Wow. They, they forgot my pork buns. Mm. One night when I ordered from the, uh, the sushi place. Then they forgot my Chick-fil-A sandwich. And the day before that, they forgot my kale salad. This is the delivery? Yeah. Oh, they're eating they're it. They're eating it. Yeah. Three days in a row, it's oh, no accident. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. But it's not the same person. Well, well they all know each other. Yeah, they, they, they talk. Oh, no. <laughs> like, they're this, like, eat this guy's Three nights good. in a row. So yeah. all I had was one Chick-fil-A sandwich, and I was like half, because I would worked out hard. And I was, I was like, where's my other one? Mm. And it's funny, they never forget Caitlin's food. They Just always yours. forget my food. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Or they mess up my order. One of the two. <laughs> I mean, life sucks. I'm sorry this is happening to you. <laughs> All right, what else? So uh, let me share Tell Me Something Good just because of your sad stories. Um, a car in Wisconsin swerved to avoid a chipmunk but crashed into a brick wall. Everybody's going to be okay or a brick building, but the chipmunk is alive and safe. And this just wore my heart because I, I adore my chipmunks in my backyard, and they're so cute. They come over and they eat my little... Nuts that I put out, and it's the best. I would swerve to miss a chick bunk. Not many people Into would. Into a brick wall. No, no, no. no. Ah, Amy, come mm. on. Obviously, that's not what they wanted to happen, but it happened. Luckily, everybody's okay. I mean, the building and the car messed I up. I love but... animals, but I'm not going into a brick wall. Now, what's the right thing to do here? No, they say you're not supposed to swerve. Uh, but for a cute little chickmunk. <laughs> Um, I'd probably try to pop a wheelie. Oh. <laughs> and ri- drive over the top of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of nuts, Mark... <laughs> Chestnut mm-hmm. has recovered from back surgery and COVID-19. Yes. Is he going back on the road? Which is awesome. Yes. He's hitting the road. He's going to be in Louisiana on October 1st, and he's headed to Texas on the 2nd. And he says, I'm looking forward to seeing y'all out on the road. Which, speaking of live music, just want to use this time to remind everybody that today and tomorrow at 10, 9 central, we have our iHeartRadio Music Festival. And tonight. it's going to... Tonight. Yeah, t- tomorrow. Tonight. Not Today. Yeah, tonight. Oh, yeah. But it is today. It's tonight. <laughs> oh, boy. All There's right. a big difference in today and tonight, right? The sun goes down. I said right, today. It's the and- word day and night. <laughs> well, whatever, however you look at it. Tonight. Tonight, mm-hmm. we're going to be airing everything live. It's going to be on like 150 radio stations. So you can listen on the radio or you can go to the CW app or CWTV.com and watch everything. Tonight. There you go. We have Walker Hayes, Darius Rucker, Weezer. Dia Lupa, 
Florida Georgia Line. Dua Lipa. Lipa. Oh, in what did I say? That'll be it for the segment. What did I say? I don't know. Dia Lupa. What did I say? I don't know. Dia. Anyways, tonight, tomorrow night. You guys check it out. Oh. All right, good? <laughs> yeah, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Congratulations to Kathy Stoner. Last month, she gave birth to a baby boy. A miracle in the making. Oh, but it wasn't her baby. It was her twin sister's baby. She was the surrogate. Her sister had battled cancer, beat cancer, couldn't have kids. Said, yo, sis, we're twins from birth. We shared a womb. Hey, your baby can hang out in my womb for a while. Nine months exactly. Boom. (laughs) Boom. Ah, good for her. That's awesome. <laughs> Raymundo, you guys still thinking about doing surrogacy? Yeah, in two years. Are you going to hire or use family? Uh, hoping my sister's down, but she lives in Michigan, and we live in Tennessee, so that's a slight problem. I believe we'd want to be around her during the nine months. So would you guys move to Michigan? One of the two. Interesting. Yeah, How old's your sister? She's two years younger than me. Man, you're waiting two years. She's going to be a geriatric pregnancy. It gets older. A pregnancy. You... <laughs> yeah. you got geriatric out good. Yeah, I, I was wish, worried about... I, I wish they would come up with a new name for that. It's clinical, though. I know it's, it's not, clinical. Yeah. Clinically, let's come up with a different name. They, they call me a geriatric millennial. I don't like that. Oh, I, man. That's I know. Good. Let's, let's But it, it is what I am. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just feel like women would appreciate if we'd call it something different. So let's work on that. Okay, I have, nothing to do, I have nothing to do with it. Yeah, you guys can start. The I go to my medical whatever. journals at home and start just writing in the new terms. Mm-hmm. Some guy probably came up with that, and it's like it's yeah. fine. Women won't care. Women over thirty-five, geriatric pregnancy. Let's call it that. I just I, think it's a thing. There's a stigma. It's a it's a thing in women's minds, and we don't need to attach geriatric to a woman that's thirty-six and pregnant. And who's Jerry anyway? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and what's his attric? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, hey, lunchbox. Thanks for that story. You're welcome. All right. I feel awkward now. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Two quick things to mention. When you finish the show today, check out the Bobby cast. I did an hour-long sit-down with Ashley McBride. It's really good. So if you don't subscribe to that podcast, I encourage you to. It's called the Bobby cast. Ashley McBride, fantastic. Check it out. Number two. Next week, starting Monday, I will wear the cattail for two days. Yes. <laughs> I lost the wheel bet, so I have to wear it everywhere I go for two whole days. So that'll start Monday. And you must go places, Bones. Don't be staying in your bedroom. Everywhere I go, I'll have that dang cattail on. <laughs> I'll be go. wearing it. Okay, now let's go over and get in the morning corny. <laughs> the morning corny. What happens when you boil a funny bone? What happens when you boil a funny bone? You get laughing stock. <laughs> Chicken stock, you oh, stock. Oh, got it. Stock. Got it. No. It's okay, like a, fine. We'll do another one. It's like a chef joke. Yeah. <laughs> sure. You could tell that one when you're cooking. Okay. I'd like another one. All right. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Uh, what rhymes with orange? What rhymes with orange? No, it doesn't. <laughs> that was the morning corny. I like that one. Gotcha. They put out the new list of emojis that will be available this year. There is a biting lip. I wonder if that's like, mm, or if it's like, mm. like I don't know what biting oh, lip yeah. is. Biting lip like sexy, like, mm, or is biting lip like I'm nervous? Because sometimes I bite my lip like I'm nervous. What do you think? I don't know. Good question. I don't bite my lip. I only bite it if I'm anxious. I don't bite it for sexy. 
Thank goodness. <laughs> Please don't. A melting face is another one. Oh. Like it's hot outside? Maybe, or it's... Like what melts your face off? Yeah, like what? what? Like when do you use that sentence? Like an emotion. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Sometimes 16-year-olds are, have different uses for these than That's we true. would. I know. We need a kid to explain. A troll, which is easy if you're like trolling. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, a pregnant man. Okay. Uh, who, who just did that? Oh, no, uh, Mel, nah, Nas Lil Nas X. X. Maybe that's why. Because he gave birth to an album. A disco ball. A face with a dotted outline. So the entire circle of it's dotted. Oh. Yeah, I wonder what that is. Like they sat in a room and like, let's just put one up random that nobody will know. <laughs> and a skull x-ray. So it's the square and then there's a skull inside the x-ray. Hmm. Interesting. So a lot of new emojis up. What is your most used emoji? Oh, you can you can see right. I think it goes to your. Mm-hmm. Your most used emoji is. Mine is the sideways tears coming out of the eyes. Oh, so you're really laughing. Yeah. Where it's like turning sideways. That's number one. Number two is a boar because I uh, tweet and. Oh, hogs. Yes. You yep. type boar. It shows a, like a razorback head. And my number three is the teeth that go. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, <laughs> number four is the skull dead. Dead. Skull. Why do you do that one? Laughing like, oh, oh dead. I'm dead. Got dead. it. Mm-hmm. Dead. And then number five is the other eye laughing emoji. What are your? What? Uh, mine is clap. I guess at number one, and my number two is the laughing cat. Laughing. Why do you use a laughing cat? Well, once I got a cat, mm-hmm. I started. <laughs> I started using that instead of the regular human laughing, mm. okay. just because I have a cat now. <laughs> You're a cat lady now. That's true. Mm-hmm. Are you thinking about more cats? Oh man, this cat's so awesome. That yes. Here we go. No oh boy, it's oh, slippery sorry. slope. Once yeah. you get to <laughs> nine, is next. It is. Uh-huh. It, it, the, I mean, the, the beginning was rough, but we've rounded the corner of just awesomeness, and I can't get enough of her. On the Bobby Bones Show now, Lainey Wilson. I can't believe you haven't been in the studio before. We've done so much together over the years. <laughs> no, I mean, feels like I've been here, but I haven't. This is my first time. Right, we're gonna make a really wow. You should be so nervous, Lainey. <laughs> oh, I am. Wow, I'm, yeah, you should I'm be sweating. so nervous. Lainey's been to my house a couple times. She I taught know. me how to do the, the get up way back in the day. <laughs> oh, yeah. We did the the Bobby cast way early. Yeah. Uh, you've been to my house now. You yeah. did. I mean. You played with the Raging Idiots at the Ryman, but you've never been in this room. <laughs> it's crazy. Crazy. Well, Lainey Wilson is here. Um, she got a song that about to be a number one song. How does that feel, to have this song right here, Things a Man Ought to Know, just be the song in country music? Well, I wasn't expecting to get emotional this early in the morning. I am so humbled and excited, and I know this is just the beginning, and I, I really know that you know the hard work is just beginning now, too. It's like I've been preparing for the race. I finally entered it. Now I'm about to run it. That's yeah. what it feels like. And it's now when you're exhausted, you have to remember, I'm so thankful to be tired because I get to be tired at what I've been working yes. so hard to do. That's right. And so you're right. Yeah, the race is now, you're really starting to run now, but man, yep. how great is it that you have something that's popping? It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I hear from so many people every day. I mean, from single mothers, from dads who are trying to teach their little girls a few things a man ought to know. I hear from... Guys who gave up and got it wrong. I hear from this one lady who was about to go through a divorce, and she sent a song to her husband, and he heard it and snapped out of it. And I mean, in my opinion, that's the power oh of country gosh. music. That's crazy. So I mean, there's you say power. There is a power, and there is 
almost a responsibility too. Yeah. Like you have a you have a voice. Not, That's right. Not a literal singing voice, but you have a voice as a songwriter and as, as an artist that gets to be on country radio. That's right. Like there's some responsibility there, right? It's it's a lot of responsibility for sure. It's my responsibility to make sure that people feel like they're not alone. Whether that means it's a turn it up, have a good time kind of song, or the opposite, whatever. You know, we're we're all in this together, so. Lainey Wilson is here. We have a lot to talk about, but since we're talking about the song, why don't you play it for us? I'll do it. All right, here is Things a Man Ought to Know from Lainey Wilson. I can hook a trailer on a two-inch hitch. I can shoot a shotgun, I can catch a fish And I can change a tire on the side of a road Yeah, I know a few things a man ought to know Also stumbled onto a new bit we should do where we have if people want to play new songs, they play verse and chorus, and if we cheer, they keep oh, going. No. And if we don't, they go away. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They do verse yep. and chorus. I was about to get on walk out. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, huh, how about that? Hey, that was great. I mean, I know you're great. Amy, what do you think about Lenny? I've known Lenny for a long time. So Oh yeah, no. I mean, she's this I've said it on the show a couple weeks ago. This is my favorite song on the radio right really? now. Really? So. Oh, it is. Oh yeah, we did a whole Segment about it, and like I, I, I hear it. I, I love it. In fact, I'm challenged in the first verse. Anytime I'm driving in my car, and I'm like, shoot, I don't know how to pull a trailer, Girl, or change a tire. Look, I don't know. I said I know how to do it. I didn't say good. So. Okay, <laughs> there's a difference. No, but your voice is amazing, and it's You're just sweet. such a beautiful song. So we're so happy for you. Thank you. On the Bobby Bones Show now, Lainey Wilson. You're out on the road with Jason Aldean. We were having a debate here internally. Is he over six foot tall? Oh, because he's. Li- uh, I-, I said the same thing. He's listed at six two, and I feel like maybe that- with his boots on. That's what we said. Would you say that Jason Aldean is six two? I would not look at him and think he was six two. Me either. But who knows? I'm not. I'm not good at that, honestly. Co- cover your bases. I agree. Who knows? Because <laughs> I don't either. But we were talking about country stars six foot or over, and Aldine was listed at six two, and I was like, man, maybe he is. He's maybe he's deceivingly tall. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like he's, he's about so. six foot. I could. I could definitely settle with six foot. By the way, there is uh, there is no such thing as five eleven for a guy. Because what? no, no. Why? If you're five eleven, you just say you're six foot. If <laughs> If you're if you someone is saying they're five eleven, they're really like five nine and a half. <laughs> there is no guy that's five eleven. So <laughs> even if you are, you say six foot. Listen, I say I'm six one. I'm yeah. like six foot and a half, but I feel like I can round up. I know. I say I'm five six. I'm probably like five five and a half. <laughs> you know. Are you five five? Are you that short? I am. Five Ray, five. Ray, are you taller than Lainey? Yeah, I got her by a couple inches. You don't have her by see no, legs. Yeah. We measured six. Ray, Ray's five six. I just wanted to test him there. Yeah, five six. I'm the tallest female in my family. 
I've got some short women. What's in my your family. What, how tall is your mom? Five one and some just wow. <laughs> yeah. Is your dad tall? My daddy is five ten. So, short family. So he's six. So, so he's, <laughs> yeah. So he te- he's six foot. He's six two. <laughs> did he teach you how to play guitar? He did. He showed me a few chords. He learned to play by ear just growing up. A guy named Jerry Cupid, who actually used to produce Ken Mellons and Kevin Sharp back in the 90s, is from Baskin, my hometown, and showed my daddy a couple chords, and then he just kind of picked it up. And then he gave me his Fender guitar, and... Is that... That's not the one, though. No, this is not it. This is a... Well, you're looking at it like it's the one. (laughs) I was like, like, honestly, I was like, which one am I playing today? (laughs) What do you think the first chord... Show us the first chord you learned. Was it G? It was, but... It was called what Daddy liked to call the easy G. Oh, here we go. Let's hear a little easy G from Laney Wilson. Literally, it's just two fingers like this. Oh, wow. And then easy C. Amy, when you hear that first chord, play that G again. What song is it? What does it make you think about? Like free falling? That's what I thought. Mm, What do you think of? What do you hear? I don't hear free falling. Okay. It was all yeah, me too. Me that too. I could do <laughs> to keep from crying. <laughs> totally what yeah, I, I heard David Allen go. Well, Lunchbox and I are on the same. Yeah, three falls in D, guys. Come on. Can you play? That's Is so it funny. Can you play yeah. D? Just hit, hit D for Amy. Cause I'm free. That's yeah, D. yeah, for sure. Uh, what, when you are playing a show before Aldine, what's that crowd like? Nuts. Yeah. They could not have chose, like, more me, Hardy, and Jason. I mean, like, the three most redneck people in this town. <laughs> so it has been it has been so much fun. And I get to stand there side stage and just honestly learn from them. Did I mean, have, the way they just connect with their, with their people is just unreal. Do you ever have to watch for Jason's, like, pyro, like, his explosive oh, stuff on the stage? Dude, you can be 100 feet away and still feel the fire. It's like, <laughs> all right. I would be scared one would go off while I was up there doing, like, the, you know, uh-huh. opening up. Are you still doing any music for Yellowstone? Because back in the day, we used to talk about that because you yes. had songs all over Yellowstone. Yeah. And we're coming back with a new season. Yeah. Any, any chance there? We'll see what happens. You know, the music that they put the sync music they put on the show is really one of the last things they do before it even goes out, which is so wild. Um, but yeah, so I might know like two weeks before an episode and they'll be like, Hey, by the way, we're going to use things, man, I don't know, or whatever. So, I mean, Taylor Sheridan, the writer and producer of the show has been really good to me. How did you get in contact with him early? Because again, your songs were featured from the beginning. Yeah. So, Yellowstone had reached out to WME and they were looking for some music back in 2018 and they sent over a self-titled EP of mine and he chose one of the songs off there. It was during, remember when the bull was breaking into the bar? Yeah. That scene? That's one of my favorite scenes of the show. But from there, he invited me to come out to Vegas and play at this like horse reining competition that he was doing and I got to just kind of hang out with him and talk and we bonded over horses because I grew up riding too and he was like hey here's my number if you feel like you've got anything for the show send it my way and that's in him every song I would be like well wrote this today. Yeah, no I know <laughs> it's actually called Yellowstone yeah. uh, what a coincidence <laughs> what's uh what's Baskin Louisiana like <laughs> 300 people 299 after me um Cornfields, just a bunch of blue-collar farming, just good people, good people. Are they I, proud of you back home? Very proud of me, yes. They are, uh, they're excited. Finally, people have stopped asking me when I'm going to come home. So, <laughs> yep, they're When proud. you moved to Nashville, you moved up here and lived in a trailer for a little bit. I did. Like you drug a trailer. In 2011, 
I, I bought a, it was a Flagstaff, like bumper pool, and it was cheaper than rent. The guy, Jerry Cupid, who I was talking about from Baskin, who taught my daddy how to play guitar, he let me live in his studio parking lot for free for the first three years. And In the trailer? In the trailer. I was bumming water, Wi-Fi, electricity. I was going to college online. Got that general studies degree. <laughs> and here you are now, going to have the number one song in the whole country. How crazy. It is, listen, just for me to see you, you know, the last three or four years has been a treat. I know. It's, and, it's, and now you're like, you're like all big time now. It's pretty cool to see, Lainey. I don't know about that. My family keeps me real humble, so. <laughs> well, you guys follow Lainey at Lainey Wilson Music on Instagram. Things a man ought to know, just killing it. Congratulations. <sighs> Thank you. Out with Jason on tour, um, playing the Opry. Like, it's got to be all your, your childhood dreams coming true. It is. It's all coming to fruition, and this is just the beginning. I'll end with this question. Have you met Miley Cyrus yet? I have not met Miley Cyrus. She's but the first song I learned on guitar is Achy Breaky Heart, too. I can't get away from the Cyruses. So the first song you learned was Billy Ray. Then you were a Miley impersonator for yes. years. I might as well be a Cyrus. I'll ask one question about the Miley thing, because you and I have talked about it um, a lot on a podcast. Did you make more money being a Miley Cyrus impersonator, <laughs> or Hannah Montana, I should say? That's it. Hannah Montana impersonator than you did your first couple years in like normal music? Oh, I took like 10 giant steps back. After I hung up the Hannah Montana wig, I went from making three or $400 a party, and I was doing like three or four a weekend, birthday parties, fairs, festivals. I would open up for Hannah Montana. I'd be like, hey, can Lainey open the show? So you would show? do Lainey, and then you'd go put on the Hannah stuff. Yeah, well, sometimes they'd be like, well, who's Lainey? I'm like, me, the person you're talking to. Can I open the show? They're like, no, we just want Hannah. I'm like, all right, fair enough. But anytime I could, I would do it. So you'd make 1000 bucks a weekend Yeah. versus your first few years oh, out here gosh. where you're probably losing money. I was, and I was going back home to this place called the Pickle Barrel, and they would let me play a couple times a month, and I'd just make everything at the door. Thank goodness I wasn't having to pay for rent or anything because I was living in my camper. But, yeah, I thought about picking the wig back up a few times. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Lainey Wilson, you guys, she's got a record out. It's called Saying What I'm Thinking. Things a man ought to know. Um, out. Number going to be number one song, and she's out with Aldine. You guys check it out. Uh, Lainey, good to see you. There she is. Lainey Wilson, Woo! everybody. Oh, thank you. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. So this girl, Natalie, she's 24. She's about to get married. She wanted her first dance to be with her grandpa. Her grandpa was 94 years old. Now, she lived in Virginia. He lived in Florida. His age, COVID, and the fact that he had a stroke like weeks before kept him from going to her wedding. Mm. But she was still like, I want my first dance to be with my grandpa. So what she did is she packed up her wedding dress. She went. She put the dress on. Everything she's going to wear at the wedding and had the first dance with her grandpa. That's amazing. I love that. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. That right there, that's a good one. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. The Friday Morning Conversation with Scotty McCreary. Scotty, what's up, buddy? Chilling, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I was looking at this new album came out today called Same Truck. I didn't know really what the album title meant, but then I read about it, and it's basically kind of an ode to your truck that you've had for the past 10 years. So it, the conversation started there when we started the song because uh, I had my same truck. Her name's Loretta. I'm a driver till the wheels fall off and um, love that truck. But then the song kind of evolved into just talking about how, man, we're on the same team here in the same boat. We're, you know, let's build each other up instead of tear each other down. And then we turn it into a country song with dirt roads and tobacco fields and all that good stuff. So This truck, though, was it the truck that you won on American Idol? 
It was. And me and Lauren really screwed that up for everybody else after us because they told us, they said, hey, any Ford, any option. And, like, Lauren got this super cool Shelby. I got my truck with every option possible. <laughs> and I think Ford was kind of like, oh, wait a second. And I think next year it was just like Ford Focus. <laughs> that's, that's what you get. <laughs> uh, Scotty McCreary is here. And that truck, you're still driving it. Oh, is that your it. main truck? It is my main truck. I've spilled a few smoothies in it recently, so it's starting to smell a little blueberry-like, but it's uh, it's awesome. She's great. At what point do you you know, get one of these fancy trucks? Because you're a big, famous country star now. Like, when do you get one of these big Raptors or, you know? Th- Dude, th- they tried to sell me on, like, a big Raptor, too, like, back then. And I, I don't know, man. I just have always wanted an F-150. My first car was a really run-down, just a little bit of paint still left on it, Forerunner. And uh, I just wanted, I've always wanted the truck, so that's, I think I'll stick with her. Your next single is called Damn Straight, which is a reference to George Strait. Was there an issue about putting the D word in a song title? <laughs> um, I don't think 17-year-old Scotty would have done that, you yeah. know. But, uh, you know, I think we've been doing it 10 years now, and it's it's a dang good song, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pretty proud to put my name on. I had a freakout moment when I heard it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is... This is cool. So, so they, they sent you the song. Uh, Trent Tomlinson and Jim Collins wrote the song. When you get this song, because you write so many of your own songs, yeah. does it have to be extra, extra good for you to cut a song that you didn't write? It's not that it has to be extra, extra good. It's that it has to, like, I've got to feel it in my core. Like, i got to believe it. i got to feel it. And I was actually I was down on the coast preparing for a hurricane by myself, like putting sandbags out and stuff. And the song came through on my phone from the label, and they said, "Hey, take a look, take, take a listen." I said, "Okay, I'll just put it on while I'm working." And uh, I just kind of had to stop, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, like this is this is a cool song." So I didn't want to. I was like, "Was well, I crazy?" So I texted my wife. I was like, "What do you think?" Texted my boys. What do you think? And they all kind of had that same mini freak out. And I'm a massive George Strait fan. It was my first concert. Reba and Leanne Walmack were there. Like it was, it was a good first dive into country music. So. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Well, we play a little bit here. You guys mind playing a little verse and chorus? Yeah, yeah. This is actually, because the album's out today. It's called Same Truck. Uh, track one is called Same Truck. Scotty wrote it. Track two is U-Time, which we know. Uh, Scotty wrote that one. It Matters to Her. Track three, Scotty wrote that one. But the first track you didn't write is this one because you love it so much. Yeah, man. Put this right. on there. I respect that. All right, here, here we go. go. Here is Scotty McCreary. What are you drinking, by the way? What's in the cup? A little throat coat this morning. Yeah? Three shows, and we've been... A lot of album promo recently, so... Oh, so you, you kind of lost part oh, of it. we're here, baby. Well, we're here. why don't we not sing? Why don't we sing it for you? You just keep playing. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> wants to... No, I have no idea. All right, go ahead. Awesome. Nobody in his right mind would have left her. That was her favorite song. She sang along every time it came on. First time we danced was to Marina Del Rey And I fell right there and then I didn't want that song to end Baby blue was the color of her eyes I can still see them in my mind Probably will for the rest of my life Damn straight You're killing me, man 
You know I've always been your biggest fan And now I can't even listen Cause I'll get to missing her Then the hurt gets worse Damn straight I used to love your songs But now every time that one comes on My heart gets broken half But do I wish I could get her back Damn straight Nice So good <laughs> Yeah uh, Scotty tonight is in Rosemont, Illinois. Tomorrow in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hey, you keep playing. I mean, I, no, no. yeah, Ooh, I'm trying to up. give the guy a verse and chorus here over on his <laughs> on his voice. Uh, what else? Like, what life to me looks when I look at you, it looks like you live a very balanced life. Like you've been able to find wife, dog, music. Am I right about that? It's like the most important thing to me is that balance. Uh, I think just especially the way I got started and it was so crazy. I mean, like. Just everything at once. I think I realized, man, I gotta, I gotta find some normalcy here, and that's why even like back in the day, we had a tour with Brad Paisley on Thursday through Saturday, and Monday through Wednesday, I was back at my at Garner High School playing baseball just so I could have that balance. Because I mean, I, it's just a crazy world we live in, and it, crazy job. It's an amazing job, but I think I would go a little nutty if it was just that every day, you know. And my wife is awesome she's the rock of our family and she's just the coolest like she's so cool and lucky to find her you were playing baseball in high school while you were touring with paisley did, were, did the kids treat you different oh the other the other team i got razzed non-stop <laughs> man i mean they were like singing to me stick to singing no oh, you know. there was one game too we were playing east wake i was pitching and uh i mean i'm like have made my first record actively actively on tour and I'm pitching, and I get a line drive back to the throat. I mean, just I've never been hit in the throat before in my life on the pitcher's mound, and of course now I do. And you can hear the whole stadium just, <gasps> and like the umpires came out, they like had a like a EMT come out, and I was just rubbing. I did like a, a sing like one line. It's like, oh, I'm good, guys. Let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> what people don't know is Scotty was a soprano until that incident. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. now exactly. that is low. Yeah, now that's that's what happened. Crazy how life changes like that, man. And everybody you know, that yells "stick to singing," you did. I, I, yeah, you I, showed I, them I, stick I really, to singing. He goes, oh, "Okay, you got it. I definitely will." The Friday morning conversation with Scotty McCreary. How good is it to be back out on the road playing shows? Have no idea. You haven't done yeah. a show? No, no. You have I'm no idea you how I was going to say, because I have a whole <laughs> list of shows that, he, that he's supposed to have done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> haven't shown up this thing. No, it, it's been awesome. It really, fans have been great. It took a little while to get the sea legs again. I mean, I was, I was very nervous, like sheets of paper on, on the yeah. floor with like lyrics and chords. And uh, it was like I had a project due or something, but it was, uh, we made it through that, and now it just feels like home again, and, and it's been awesome. You have a song on your record that you wrote. It's called Carolina to Me. Yeah. And so, you know, I think you're one of the few that still making it, but have decided you can make it while mostly living somewhere else and not Nashville. You know, it was, um, I feel like if I could do it those first few years, I can do it now because, like, the pandemic taught us we had to learn how to work from home and stuff. So now I used to have to block out times. Like I'm coming to Nashville for a week. I'm riding twice a day, every day for like a little boot camp. And now it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm on a I'm Tuesday at home. I was going to mow the grass, but no, hey, they, we're going to write a song and then I'll do that later and hop on zoom. And, uh, yeah, Carolina is just home for me, man. My roots are so deep. I always thought eventually I'd make it here and be, you know, settle down here. But, uh, my roots are too deep. I think down there. Are you a NC State guy? Unfortunately, 
Yeah. I, I did oh it. man, we had a yeah. Well, well, listen, yeah, we got, you guys beat us baseball sucked, but Bear. I had a. Um, <laughs> I was doing a show in Durham, and so I get up on stage, and the worst mistake that I can make, especially if I'm doing a stand-up show, is to acknowledge a sports team in the crowd because then everybody else starts to scream. Mm. And I'm in Durham, and there are there's. North Carolina, there's obviously Duke, mm -hmm. and I say, hey, are most of you guys North Carolina people? And they go, ah, and, the others, they, and then I hear, <laughs> hear boos, and I'm like, who's booing? And they're like, Duke, ah, but there's like one little contingent of really rowdy, oh, like man. in a corner, like 11 people that somehow are more obnoxious than the rest. And I was like, where are you guys from? They're like, we're from NC State. And I was like, all right. <laughs> That's us, man. That's it. <laughs> That's all. we got to be rowdy, man. We've been put through the ringer my entire life. I don't know why I ended up there. My dad was born in Puerto Rico, grew up in Maine, and then he decided, I'm just going to go to NC State for college. And it's, uh, it's been quite torturous, I'll be honest. Like, we always get right there, and then we find just the craziest ways to lose and um, – but, like, in the NCAA tournament for basketball, you always see NC State winning it because of Jimmy V and the last-second shot. So it's like we always see ourselves winning. Back in the day, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we just can't do it anymore. Are you uh, – you're obviously a Patriots fan. Are you still a Tom Brady guy? Huge. Even though he's in Tampa? It's like a huge, like, divisive thing in the Patriots community. But my thing is I did not root for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at all. If they make a sack, you know, great. If they, you know, make an interception or run the ball, and great. But if Tommy, if Tommy Brady throws a touchdown and it's a dime, I'm going to get excited for that. That's my guy. When they play this season, the Patriots or the or the both, Bucks? they're going to play each oh, other. Oh, they are playing each in, other in New England. That's, I think I might like actually shed a tear it, that day like or implode. Yeah, his, his, oh. his organs just, just <laughs> cannot take it. I still have a picture of him in my apartment. Yeah, he's. He's the goat. Wait, what? With, with him or just not with him? him. Oh, yeah, like I his poster? He was there. Oh, it's like inspirational. You see greatness on the wall. You're like, mm -hmm. I want to be like Tom Brady. Have you met Tom Brady? So here's the thing. Um, I've been around him a lot. I did Good Morning America, and like the dressing room was literally like there was one wall between us. And I'm like trying to work up the nerve. I'm nervous as I'll get out. And he's right there. So I kind of walk out to see. And no joke, he had like 10 seven-foot-tall Russian veto-like security <laughs> guards in tuxedos. And I was just like, I'm not getting through those guys. And I just walked right back in with my tail between my legs. So not yet. Not yet. Maybe one day. Maybe so one day. Scotty McCurry is here. Oh, what up? I was going to tell a funny story about that, too. I did, a ra I did an interview with the station down in Tampa. And they're like, dude, we just talked to Tom Brady, and he is a massive fan of yours. And I was just like, stop, stop. Like, my heart starts pumping. And they're like, no, like he legitimately could not stop talking about you. And then they start playing the clip, and he's like, Scotty, get over here. Attaboy, Scotty. I love you, Scotty. And he's talking to his wide receiver, Scotty Miller, on the team, but they they had me for a second. They had me in the first half, not going to lie. <laughs> well, mm. this is going to be weird then because we'd set it up on line two. Tom Brady is on. Oh, man. I'm just kidding. Don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody Everywhere could. he goes, if we just take shots at him about Tom Brady. Uh, listen, Scotty's got an album out today called uh, Same Truck. Um, I'm going to play a few clips. Ray, do we, what, what do we have from Whatever Same Truck? We have it all. Whatever you, you want. Okay, let me hear a little bit of Carolina to me from Scotty. Skies are blue, you think. Angels' wings. I think Grandpa on an old creek bank in a zip code 33. We all got our own opinions. We all believe what we believe. But 
everything that's heavenly is Carolina to me. And also, I want to play the final track because I really like this one. How you doing up there? And then I'm going to ask you about it after Absolutely. it's over. Just how you doing up there? I'm just checking in. So this song, you know, stuck out to me in a pretty heavy way. Like you wrote it. So tell me about when you wrote, you know, how you doing up there, where it came from, what you're, what you're singing about there. Yeah, I think this is such a special song. It's a perspective on a prayer that I had never even thought of before. And faith for me is the biggest part of my life. And um, we're in the room and it's like, man, has anybody ever thought to ask God how he's doing? Because it's supposed to be a relationship, you know, and, and, uh, I was like, no, it's like, it's always asking. It's always, hey, man, can you help me here? Hey, God, can you help me here? Hey, the, the Patriots are down right now, man. Can you just help them score one touchdown? Um, and obviously the world, it's so crazy out there right now. And and so we just kind of wrote the song around that and kind of maybe what he's thinking up there and just a very conversational song with God from a perspective I hadn't heard before. And I, I fell in love with it the day we wrote it. Same truck is out today. Including that song, which is the last track. That that's a good last track because you leave like feeling like, all right, that felt good. Yeah, it, like I like that. It felt like a good one to end it on, and the band does this rock and outro and just puts a nice little button on it. I think. Are right, you guys check out same truck? The next single we, you played that earlier. Damn straight. That's right. Damn straight. We did. Feel good about that. Uh, anything else that we haven't gotten to, Scotty? Man, you crushed it. I did. Thank you. I'd like to say that, too. I I did. I did. I feel like I did a good job. I was prepared. I listened to the record. And so on that, we'll we'll bid farewell. Bid farewell. Great to see y'all. There he is. Scotty McCurry, everybody. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from England. Three moms went to the store, and they decided, let's do some shoplifting. They stole $3,500 worth of perfume, and they came up with every excuse in the book. Oh, we're blind. We didn't know we had to pay for it. The devil told us to do it. Oh. And we thought it was free because it was on the counter. Well, you can't prove the devil didn't tell him to do it. Right. Mm. Why don't they just stick with that one? Mm -hmm. I like the blind one, actually. You can prove they're not blind. Can you? Yeah. Yes. You can. What you do is you stand them there and you (laughs) make them flinch. (laughs) You don't tell them you're going to do it and you punch at their face. I didn't think about that. Mm -hmm. And you obviously know it's not free. But the devil made me do it. That's the way to go. And then just commit to it. Don't ever come off of it. Then you get a lesser. You're just you got to go to probably yeah the some, mm-hmm. the hospital. You got to go to confessional. Some, some stuff. No, yeah. no. Oh, <laughs> all right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Flashback Friday. The year is 2009. Flashback Friday. The biggest country song is from Billy Currington. People are crazy. God is great. Bear is good. People are crazy. This is the song where he goes and hangs out with the guy in the bar, and the guy in the bar was rich and leaves him a lot of money. And then so he goes good. to his grave and he puts a six pack of beer on there. <laughs> then I always wondered, well, what happened to that beer? Did yeah, like, who did drank like a, it? well, or did just like a, you know, cemetery cleaner just go, what the, and throw it in the garbage? <laughs> the maintenance guys? Yeah. <laughs> or did they drink it? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's what I thought about that song. Uh, the biggest pop song on this day in 2009 is from Owl City called Fireflies. I'd like to make myself believe this planet Earth turns slow. 
the quirky guy. Whenever I hear that, <laughs> I picture him because we had him play a concert, remember, and he was rolling around the stage. <laughs> oh, he was really? a quirky guy. Yeah. <sighs> the biggest thing in pop culture is Kanye interrupted Taylor Swift at the VMAs. Boy. Yo, Taylor, I, I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. One of the best videos of all time. Mm. Okay. Kanye did that a bunch of times, though. That was just the one that we know the most about. He interrupted award shows like that? He interrupted people all the time. <laughs> that was but, his thing. But also other people did, too. ODB did that on stage once. Really? Yeah. But they didn't do it to Taylor. Oh, I felt bad for <laughs> Taylor. Well, that was a big part of Taylor's career, too, because I think that took her to the next level oh. because it was a massive pop culture moment she was a part of. Yeah. True. So a lot of people credit that moment to Taylor taking that next step in fame. Mm. We talked about it forever. And that was back when, I guess, the VMAs were a thing. Yeah. They were kind of a thing this year. People went. But who watches video music? <laughs> I don't know. And who calls it video music? Yeah, who watches videos? <laughs> I'll watch an occasional video on YouTube, but even then, right. unless it's on Instagram and I'm watching a 30-second clip of it, I'm, I kind of don't care. I know. I see artists post stuff. I'm like, wow, they filmed a video for this? <laughs> they spent money on this? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why? I can't believe you spent money. It's <gasps> uh, interesting. Today and tomorrow, we will be in Vegas, and you can watch and listen to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. It happens at 10, 9 Central. It will air as a live national radio broadcast across 150 radio stations. You can also watch the live stream on the CW app and CWTV.com. But on uh, tonight, Dua Lipa, Walker Hayes, Darius Rucker, Weezer, Nelly with FGL. Tomorrow night, Billie Eilish, Sam Hunt, Coldplay, Journey, and more. So we'd love for you guys to watch. We will be there. And I think that's it. You guys have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. We'll be exhausted Monday, so heads up. We'll, sound all, we'll all sound drunk on the show Monday. Not because of drinking in Vegas, <laughs> because we'll just be that tired. Yeah. That's, we're just going to warn you now. Uh, have a good, good weekend, everybody. Bobby Bones. You can find us on Facebook, too, at Bobby Bones Show. <laughs>